Masechet Yevamot Taf Samechtet. We're discussing the issue of a, a, a man who is prohibited to a woman with an isur lav, for example, imamzer or halal or amoni mo'avi. If they have relations with a woman, then they may they um, make that woman invalid to eat teruma or to ever marry a kohen, to ever eat teruma or marry a kohen uh, ever again. Uh, so we saw what we asked. What was the source of this? And we saw it's from Vayikra twenty-two, pasuk twelve here. Obat kohen ki ish zar. Now the simple reading of ish zar means a non-kohen. Uh, so that once a bat kohen marries a non-kohen, a permitted relationship, she can no longer eat tiruma. But the midrash said ish zar means actually not just a non-kohen, but a someone who is foreign, who he is prohibited from uh, marrying through an isur lav. Isur lav means that if they do marry, the marriage is valid. Uh, so any relations with one of these isurim uh, will cause her to not be able, lotochel, not just temporarily, but forever. Because the next pasuk is talking about a regular marriage. Um, oh, where she goes back, where when if there's no children, she can go back to her father's house. That's what we said so far. Right now, we're going to ask, we're going to ask a whole series of questions about this derivation. The first one is, how do you know that each side is limited to, uh, is talking about love? Maybe it's talking about the more, uh, more stringent prohibitions of Isur Karet and not Isur Lav. That's the, that's the first question. Maybe only if a woman is, has relations with someone to whom she is prohibited by Karet, like one of the Adayot. Then she will be forever prohibited to teruma and to marrying a kohen. Uh, so the answer is only since there's and the word is a reference to marriage. So it means only a prohibited relationship that can result in a valid marriage. Only in that case would uh, is is are we talking calling that person ish zar? Uh, so that's why this pasuk. Of course, it would be true for chayavek karetot also, but uh, this pasuk is talking about only cases where it's a isur lav. Okay, good. Hold on. What do we do with the case of a woman who has relations with a non-Jew or an evid kenaani? Where we are assuming, and the halacha is that they also prohibit her from uh, ever eating tiruma or marrying a kohen, and yet these are people that one cannot marry. If one tries to do kiddushin with from a goy, the marriage will never take effect, and so these will not be included in the pasuk because it says tihiyeh. And there can no be have no havayak, and there can, can be no marriage. So how do we know the source for that? A goy and ebed will also uh, cause a woman to be prohibited from marrying kohen forever. Hanach pesleb mid Rabbi Ishmael from a different derivation of Rabbi Ishmael. Damar Rabbi Yochanan Mishum Rabbi Ishmael minayin the goy veebed sheba al bat Yisrael v'al kohenet ulviya shepesula. He asks this very question: How do you know that someone who is with a non-Jew or an Eved who comes upon a Israel or Kohen or Levi, all these that they become pasul and they cannot eat teruma, they cannot marry Kohen Shneimar? Obat Kohen almana ugrusha. Oh, actually, we can learn it from the very next pasuk, and uh, we learn Mishayesh lo almenut vegerushin ba. 
In what case does this pasuk here say that one who uh, um, abat kohen um, who does not who was who was married to someone and then has no children they can go back to their father's house when can they go back to their father's house and eat terumah only if it was someone with whom they could possibly marry. Because it says, Amanah Gurusha, you can't become an Amanah Gurusha if you weren't married in the first place. So therefore, the permission to have Tirumah in the future only applies where uh, there is a possibility of marriage. And this uh, ex- excludes Goy and Ayabed for whom there is no possibility of marriage. And so... Um, so there you go. This pasuk is talking about Chayave Lavin, where there is a possibility of marriage, and this pasuk is talking about Goyen Evid, where there's no possibility of marriage, and in both of them, uh, the person becomes Pasul forever. Okay, fine. Ashkechan Kohenet. Wait, this pasuk 13 is only talking about uh, Kohen. It says Ubat Kohen. Alan. How do you know that this is true for? Abat Levi and Abat Yisrael, that they are, if they are with a Goy, then they also will not be able to marry a Kohen in the future. Oh, we already saw a derivation like this, that when you have the word Bat, it could have just said Bat. You didn't have the extra, you don't need the extra Vav, the extra Bat, the extra Vav. Ubat is saying not only Bat Kohen, but also any woman. Uh, hold on, but that would only be true in Rabbi Akiva's methodology, who derives laws even from an extra letter. But the most of the rabbis do not use that methodology. And we answer like we did yesterday. No, if you look at the pasuk, really, we know from context that it's talking about about Kohen from the previous pasuk. So you didn't need the whole word is unnecessary. So in fact, it's not just an extra letter. It is an extra word. And so therefore, everyone can uh, can agree to that. All right, good. So now we, uh, we're good so far. Uh, next challenge to this, this derivation. We now challenge and said and say, you just told us that we learned the prohibition uh, that if a goy is with um, a woman, then uh, bat kohen, and we learned from others also, if a goy is with a woman, then he makes her pasul forever. Hold on, if you're learning it from this verse, chapter, uh, uh, verse 13, then you could actually read the entire thing as a kula. How so? As follows, you say, if, the, if you can marry, if it's someone that you can marry, that you can have, be and become an amana and gerushin, meaning it's a, a proper, uh, you can have a proper marriage with the person, then we apply the condition that's in the rest of the pasuk, that if it's a bat kohen married to uh, a Yisrael and they have no children, then she can go back to her father's house and eat turumah. If they have a child, then she's always connected to that man. Uh, through the child and she cannot go back to her father's house and not eat that would only be true if she actually was married if it's someone who can he can he she can be married to in a valid way but if it's someone who there is no possibility of marriage like a goy then maybe even if they have a child because there's no possibility of marriage that does not exclude her from her father's house because they're not married and even if they have a child a child is not legitimate, uh, 
uh, because they weren't married, and you can ignore the child, and because this pasuk is only saying uh, the pasuk is saying lichumra. If it's something, someone that's marriageable, then the child, the existence of the child, will make her uh, not able to go back to her father's house. But if it's someone that she cannot legally marry, like a goy, then even if they have a child, she can continue eating teruma. Right? An amazing way of reading the pasuk, and that would all be lekula. But we reject this possibility. If this was the right reading, then why would you need the U-Bat Kohen to come to include a Bat Levi and a Bat Yisrael, that they are also not disqualified from eating Tirumah if they are with a Goy? If it's a Kula, and the Kula applies even to a Bat Kohen, then all the more so it will apply to a Bat Levi and Bat Yisrael just from Kavachomer. I wouldn't need an extra word or letter to include it. So the fact that I'm in, I am including it must mean that this is a stringency uh, and that's saying that they know the Bat Kohen is as excluded from Tirumah forever, uh, no matter what. And then we have to say, well, Bat Kohen is excluded. How do I know Levi Yisrael? Oh, also another stringency, even on even on them. So uh, that derasha only makes sense as a stringency, not a leniency. All right, so far so good. But now Ulrbi Akiva, Damad En Kidushin Tovsin Bechayave Lavin Umai Kiti Ye Leish Zar Kiti Ba'el. Rabbi Akiva, remember some while, while ago, he said that uh, there is no possibility of Kiddushin even for a Hayave Lavin. Most rabbis said that if one tries to do Kiddushin with an Isur Karet, it doesn't work, but with an Isur Lav, it works. Rabbi Akiva was more machmi and said even with an Isur Lav, the Kiddushin is not valid, does not take hold. If so, then that pasuk that we were using this whole time, Kitiyeli Ishzad, and we said Kitiye means marriage. Well, according to Be'akiva, it can't mean marriage because there's no possibility of marriage, not for love, not for Isur Karet, so it must be Kitiba'el, just Bi'ah. Even without marriage would make her, or would make her prohibited. If so, if that's the case, then the case of Goy and Eved can all be included in Pasuk 12. Because Pasuk 12, tiye, the word tiye means bi'ah. So anyone who is prohibited to be with, with bi'ah, whether it's Isulav or Karet or uh, Goy and Eved, all these would be, would we know from Pasuk 12, would make a woman prohibited to disqualified for Tirumah and marrying Kohen forever. The Pasuk 13 about Amanah Gurusha, what does Rabbi Akiva need it for? And the answer is, oh, we need it just for the regular case of permitted relations, someone who's legally married and then becomes a widow or, or a divorcee, as the Pasuk says, if they have no child, they can go back to their father's house and then continue, if she's a Bat Kohen, and continue to Ruma. I need the case for, in that regular, um, I need both. Uh, I need this whole pasuk for the regular case. Almana I need both almana and girusha. Not to tell me that this only applies in a place where there is a possibility of marriage. Um, uh, that Rabbi Akiva doesn't have a possibility of marriage in any isurlav. Uh, so rather, as follows. Here's why I need it. If the pasuk mentioned only almana. That an almana, uh, when she goes back to her father's house, 
uh, and all when if, and she has no children, uh, then she can go back and eat Tiruma. I might think that only applies to an Amana because Amana can marry a regular Kohen, just not a Kohen Gadol. So therefore, she since she can marry a Kohen, she can eat Tiruma. But I might think that if someone is a, a divorcee, now she cannot marry any Kohen. Then even if there's no child from that from the marriage that she had that she was divorced from, she cannot eat teruma because she's a divorcee. She can't marry kohen. She can't marry teruma. So that's why I have to mention in this pasuk gerusha. Biashminan gerusha. If I had only gerusha, then gerusha. I might think gerusha. Who dechi itla zera lo achla bishum de la chazia lekihuna. Only gerusha who has children. Where, uh, where uh, this is a bat kohen who married Israel and they have a child, so that child connects her permanently with the Israel, and so only a gedusha when she has a child she cannot eat tiruma because she also can never marry a kohen because she's a divorcee. But amana who can marry a kohen, I might think even if she has a child, who cares? So what is that? That child doesn't uh, is not is not significant because she can marry a kohen. She should be able to eat turuma even though she has a living child from Israel. So sricha. That's why I have to mention Israel also. So Rabbi Akiva says I need this whole pasuk, both both all the parts of it, just for the regular law itself, and so. That's what he does with this Pasuk, and he can learn all the Isure, Lavin, and Ebed, and Goy, and all that from Pasuk 12. Okay, so now more challenges to the uh, original derivation from Pasuk 12, uh, back to the Chachamim, the, 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 that say that Pasuk 12, Zar means Isure, Lav. Any Isur, Lav, that's with a woman, uh, any woman will make her permanently uh, disqualified. Maybe when you say that anyone who's Isur Lav, anyone who's uh, prohibited to a, a woman, makes her disqualified, maybe that should also include someone who remarries his, his divorcee after she goes with someone else. That's a general rule, right? This man, one man, he gets divorced from his wife. She marries someone else, gets divorced from him. She, she's not allowed to come back to her original husband's her husband. That's machzir gerushato. It's an isur lav. So what about that? If a woman is, if she does machzir, uh, does violate this machzir gerushato, does that make her disqualified also? Well, it's an isur lav, so maybe I should include it in this pasuk of Izad, and she's disqualified for Kohen and eating Turma forever. But that's not true. No, the word Ishzad that the Pasuk says, that only means someone she is prohibited to from the beginning, uh, the whole time, like Ged uh, Amoni. Um, however, this person, this her first husband, was originally permitted to her. They were, in fact, married in a permitted way originally. Then they got divorced. She married someone else, came back to her. So he's not called a zad, right? Even though it's a prohibition and it's a isur lav, it's not included in this. So that this woman, although she uh, does violate a lav, uh, it, this does not um, disqualify her from teruma and marrying a kohen in the future. Well, she can't marry Quinn because she's a divorcee, but uh, from eating Tiruma. Okay. Here's a really interesting halacha about a halal. Uh, halal, someone who is a, a son from a, a Kohen's prohibited marriage, a halal is allowed to marry a bat Kohen. 
a halala cannot cannot marry a kohen, but a halal man can, uh, in the first instance, marry a even a bat kohen. The only thing is that that bat kohen she's permitted in that first marriage, but by doing that, she does become a halala going forward, and after that, she will not be able to marry another kohen. So this is a really interesting law. So halal, where meikara is not a zar, right? That first marriage that the halal marries about kohen, just permitted. So lo so. So I might think also here, since it's not considered zar, since it's permitted at the in the first instance. So also that should not disqualify her. Oh no, in this case, we're actually comparing it to a Kohen Gadol. That's uh, this, uh, the previous uh, Perek here, 21, where it says, Kohen Gadol, Amana Ugrusha Vachalazonat Eloi Kachim Betuame Amavikachisha. And it says, Loi Chalel Zaro Be'amav. He should not disqualify his children. And so we learn from there that he is like his children. Just like he, a Kohen Gadol, who marries an Almana, uh, is disqualifies her from ever eating to the Maomarian Kohen Gadol anymore. So too, that child who is a halal will disqualify his wife from uh, be, being with, with a Kohen, from ever marrying Kohen or eating Turuma again. He is initially allowed, but once he does marry her, then she cannot marry a Kohen in the future. So that's how we learn it from a Hekesh. Okay, good. Wait a second. Maybe uh, since uh, the Basuk does say the, this is now back to the Pasuk of Batkwen Kitiyeli Izad. Since we're learning it from this Lotihiye, maybe all, in all these cases of the Isur Lav, that the, um, the prohibition, uh, the disqualification only happens from the time of marriage, from the time of Kiddushin, and not just with Bia, maybe because it says Havaya. Dumya, as we answer, Dumya to Kohen Gadol Ba'amana, Ma Kohen Gadol Ba'amana Be'bi'ah, Af Hai Nameh Be'bi'ah. No, we also are going to again compare it to a Kohen Gadol with Almana. Kohen Gadol and Almana only makes her dust disqualified when they actually, when they have, even even if they have Bi'ah, even without, even before marriage. So too, all Isurelav will uh, disqualify uh, just from bi'ah, even without betrothal. Uh, wait a second, maybe you need both. Uh, if it's going to be, well, we can include both that comparison, and you have to have uh, kiddushin and bi'ah, maybe not just kiddushin. Uh, no, again, we'll compare it to a kohen gadol amana. Ma kohen gadol amana bi'ah lechoda, afaname bi'ah lechoda. So just like kohen gadol amana, they, they already become, she, he already makes her prohibited just with Bi'ah, even without marriage. Uh, it doesn't have the word uh, Havaya there, it just says Yikah. Uh, so therefore, also here, even just Bi'ah, any of these Sulavin, that only Bi'ah with uh, a woman, will make her disqualified forever from Tiruma and from marrying a Kohen. And so that uh, we answered all of the questions, all of the problems uh, that could arise from this Dadash. We're next going to analyze the rest of the Braita that we've been discussing. Uh, here's a flashback to yesterday, uh, where we saw the full Braita, the beginning of the Braita, Tanakama, listed, listed these people that are Isure, Lav, Laiged, Amoni, uh, Moavi, Mitzri, and so on. So uh, the Tanakama is the most Machmir, 
And then we saw Rabbi Yoseh and Rabbi Rabban Shimon ben Gamaliel, who said these kind of cryptic statements. Uh, we weren't sure what they meant, we're going to explain them now. Uh, Rabbi Yoseh is slightly one step more lenient than Tanakama, and Rabban Anashbag is even one step more lenient than Rabbi Yoseh. Uh, so let's try to unpack their cryptic statements. Rabbi Yoseh Omer, Kol Shezar'o Pasul, back to our daf, he said, anyone uh, where any of these, these men here who are prohibited, uh, any case where the offspring are unfit, they also will cause their, the woman to be unfit. But any case where the offspring is not unfit, then they will not cause the woman that they are with to be unfit. What is this talking about? What case would they actually differ on? The difference would be an Egyptian or, or Edomite in the second generation after they converted. So the Lahacha is they come in, Egyptian comes and converts. So that first generation, they cannot marry a regular Jew. They have to find someone. Uh, it was another, you know, a similar problem and marry them. And that would go on to the next generation, also prohibited. The third generation, however, after they converted, they can go and marry any Jew. And that would be a difference between them because here uh, would be a case where uh, if you have the second generation, then their, their children, their offspring are third generation. So the third generation is good. Uh, therefore, if a second generation Egyptian convert uh, would be with a woman, he would not make her unfit to, from being a uh, uh, from being with a Kohen, according to the Biyose. Whereas Tanakama does not have this rule and is Mahmid. No, second generation, since they are prohibited, then that prohibition also makes her uh uh, makes the woman prohibited. Biochanan says, no, since in one generation they're going to be okay, so then it does not disqualify the woman that they are with. Uh, okay. Both of them uh, learned it from a comparison with Kohen Gadol to Almana, just like the cases before. We can't, or keep we keep going back to Kohen Gadol Almana. Tanakama sabar ma Kohen Gadol Almana shibiato ba'avera posel afhai name posel. Tanakama says simply, uh, just like a Kohen Gadol who's with Almana, once they have bi'ah, that it's a, and it's a problem, so uh, that's a sin and it will disqualify her. So to here, a second generation Mitzri is prohibited, so it causes that woman to be disqualified from Kehuna and from Teruma. But Rabbi Yosef Savar, Ke Kohen Gadol, Ma Kohen Gadol Shezar Opasul Uposel, in the Kohen Gadol, what uh, has, a common, has in common that uh, the child becomes of a, of a Kohen Gadol with an Amana, becomes disqualified, is a Halal uh, or Halala, and he also makes his, and therefore he also makes his, uh, disqualifies his wife only in cases like that. And that includes other cases like that, yes. But it excludes a second generation Egyptian convert where the third generation will be fine. And here's the original Pasuk um, that their children, the third generation, is allowed to marry a regular Jew. And so this is unlike the Kohen Gadol.
Okay, excellent. Now, Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel Omer, Kol Shatanose Bito, Atanose Almenuto. He said, Any time where the daughter is marriageable, then so too the a widow will be marriageable and anytime the daughter is not marriageable then the widow is not will not be marriageable okay what is this talking about what case will they dis, uh, disagree about regarding they will even uh will even permit uh, a get uh, an ammonite or moabite convert who is with a woman will not disqualify her because uh, in regarding these converts only their sons are prohibited moabi velo moabit right the rabbis have to say that because Ruth is a moabiyah she was permitted to uh, be with Boaz King David came from her we can't say that these these kids are going to be mamzerim so it must be there that's permitted uh, that the daughters are permitted the daughters are marriageable so anytime that the daughter is marriageable like right like the daughter of a Amoni or Moavi so too the Almana will be marriageable and she is not disqualified from marrying a Kohen in the future okay good and so that would be a difference between them and also here again both of them can uh, use a comparison derive it from a comparison who yeah he permitted a second generation misri but he and tanakama would not prohibit would would uh, prohibit amoni and moavi who are with a woman she would be disqualified because he says a Kohen Gadol who is with Amana, their children will be disqualified. So he also causes his wife to the, this wife to be disqualified. So too, in all cases where children will be disqualified, the wife will be disqualified. And a Ged Amoni Umoavi, their their children are disqualified, even if only some of them, even if it's only the boys that are the problem and not the the the, the girls are okay to marry, but some of them are disqualified, and that's enough to say that. That they will make their wives disqualified. That's Rabbi Yoseh. But Rabban Shimon Gamliel Omer Savar, Ma Kohen Gadol Ba'amana Shekol Zar'o. He just heads in this word here. Shekol Zar'o Pasulu Posel. Just like with, uh, he says, no, with a Kohen Gadol Amana, where all of their children will be Halalim and Halalot. So he will disqualify his wife from ever being with a Kohen uh, uh, again. So too, only in other cases where all of the children will be disqualified, then he disqualifies the woman that he is with. But that excludes where not all of the children are disqualified. Because we learn only um, the male offspring of an um, Ammonite convert is prohibited, but the females are okay. Only a male Moabite, but the females are okay. And therefore, since not all of them are disqualified, according to Rashbag, a Ammoni or Moavi that uh, is, has relations with a woman will not disqualify her from being, although it's prohibited, will not disqualify from being with a Kohen and eating Turuma ever again. And so that's the most lenient opinion. All right, and now we get to the next Mishnah. 
האונס והמפתה והשוטה לא פוסלין ולא מאכילין. These are all people where it's not a, it's not a marriage. These are people that one is prohibit, permitted to marry if they married. But in these cases, they don't marry because honest that's someone, a uh, man who rapes a woman, doesn't marry her, or seduces her. Or if a shoteh does a marriage, but the marriage takes no effect, even less than a cheresh, uh, because he, has, he does not have, have mental capacity to uh, fulfill a marriage. All these people, if they are with a bat kohen, they will not disqualify her. That Bat Kohen, she's single, she's sitting, she's at home, she's eating Teruma, and one of these three uh, has relations with her, either you know by force or uh, through this non-marriage with a Shoteh. Uh, she can continue eating Teruma. And, and if they are Kohanim, and they do one of these things too, a uh, their kohanim and do do one things to a Yisrael, bat Israel, they will not allow her to eat teruma because it's not a marriage, and so therefore we just uh, um, ignore. There are no consequences in terms of uh, eating teruma for these actions. And if any of these are people who are prohibited from marrying a Jew, like any of the people before, Mamzer or Amoni and so on, uh, then they will disqualify a Bat Kohen. But if they're just regular people that could marry legally, then, and they have this extramarital uh, bi'ah that does not make them pasul. Here's an example. Kesad, haya Yisrael Shaba al bat kohen, a regular Israel that has bi'ah with a bat kohen, she can continue eating teruma because it's not through, it's not a marriage, and only if it's a marriage or bi'ah with a prohibited person, those will disqualify her, but not bi'ah with a permitted person. However, ibera, if as a result of this she becomes pregnant, now she's pregnant with a fetus from a Yisrael, that, then she has to stop eating tirumah. But if the fetus is cut in her womb, she has a miscarriage and the fetus is no longer alive, then she can go back to her father's house and eat, eat, eat the tirumah. Let's say it was a Kohen who had relations with a Bat, a bat Yisrael, and the, just relations, not marriage. Well, that's not enough. She, he, didn't, he did not acquire her, so she cannot eat Tirumah. And if she got pregnant, also Lotochal. So both of these pregnant women cannot eat because even though she has a, a fetus from this Kohen, but they're not married, and the, and the fetus is not old enough yet to allow her to marry, to eat terumah. But she does have a child, even though she was never married to the Kohen, but now she has a child who's a Kohen. Uh, so this child will uh, allow her uh, uh, to eat terumah. Interesting. And here we have a case where the power of the son is greater than the father. The bi'av from the father, because he didn't marry her, does not uh, entitle her to eat teruma, but the son, even though it's extramarital, does permit, uh, does entitle her to eat teruma. This is a long Mishnah. Mishnah continues. 
העבד פוסל משום ביאה, ואינו פוסל משום זרע. If a slave uh, is with a woman, so here's a law about slaves, that uh, their children, even, their, they'll, they'll, even though their biological children, are not legally considered their children. They don't have lineage. And so therefore, a slave that is with a woman, will, a bat kohen, will make her disqualified, right? This is now a zona. Uh, however, if they have a child, then that child will not cause her to be disqualified. Kesad, how could we have a case where you have a, a, a perfectly good, good relationship between a man and woman, and they have a child, or in this case, actually going to be a grandchild who is an avid? So here, here goes. Bat Yisrael Kohen, Ubat Kohen Lisrael. Either way, whether it's a Bat Yisrael Kohen, where in a normal case, uh, if uh, the Kohen dies and without children, then Bat Yisrael, she stops, stops eating Tirumash. She goes back to buy stuff. If they have a child, then they continue as a Kohen. Or Bat Kohen Lisrael, if they have no child, she goes back to being Kohen. If they have a child, she, she stays with the Yisrael child and has to stop eating Tirumah. We're going to show in either uh, such case, if they have a a grandchild who's an Eved, that Eved counts as if there's no child. The same law as no child. We don't count the child of an Eved. So how could this happen? Uh, Let's say you have a regular couple, one of these couples, and they have a son. And this son goes and forces himself upon a Shivcha. Uh, the word Nikhbash, uh, like we find in Megillat Esther. Hagam Nikhbosh et Amalka imi babayit. Uh, and so he does this, and now they have a child, they have a son, so that son, the lineage of this of the child goes after the mother, and so the mother was a shivcha, here is a son who is a shivcha. So now you have this uh, woman, this Bat Yisrael, or Bat Kohen, whose husband dies, and they have, let's say their son dies, um, but they have, they have a, grandson, a grandson who is an Evid. Hayta em aviv bat Yisrael kohen lo tochal bitruma bat kohen Yisrael tochal bitruma. So if the mother of the if the if this mother um, of the father of the bat Yisrael uh, was a bat Yisrael who was married to a kohen, right? If the woman was a bat Yisrael married to a kohen, then it's as if they don't have a child. We ignore this evid, and she has to go back to being Yisrael and not itiruma. Whereas if it's a bat kohen Yisrael, if she was a bat kohen. And he Israel dies, then we also ignore the child, and she can go back to be to eating terumah. Here's a picture. If it's helpful, right? You had the Kohen and Bat Yisrael were married, and they had a son. He died in the mean. He uh, he had they had a son. This son is with the Shivcha. They have an Eved. Both of these men die, and so now, well, do they have a child? This son is dead. Uh, Shivcha is not related to, to them, but they do have a grandson. But the grandson, since it's an Eved, is not their its lineage is not significant it's, uh, um, and therefore it's as if they have no son um, okay so that's an interesting case next case is a mamzer posel umachil a mamzer if he's with a, a, a woman will cause her be, to be disqualified uh, from ever being with a kohen again and disqualified from eating tiruma. but if there's a child or grandchild who is a mamzer that counts as a child because unlike an Eved, a Mamzer is there is lineage there. So Kesad, what would be such a case? Bat Yisrael Kohen Ubat Kohen Israel. Either way, a Yalda Hemenu Bat. And this couple has a daughter. 
And this daughter goes and marries or tries to marry uh, or is, is with an Eved or a non-Jew and they have a child. That child will be a Mamzer. Actually, this is not really a, good exam- a great example that the Mishnah picked uh, because this is not agreed upon by everyone that this, uh, uh, this type of relationship will produce a Mamzer. Okay, but anyway, whatever whatever relationship she has, uh, it produces a mamzer, and now they this couple has a mamzer grandchild. If it was a case where that grandmother was a bat Yisrael who married a kohen, and now the kohen husband dies, so can she go back to becoming a Yisrael and stop? And she has to stop eating terumah. No, tochal she can continue. Why? Because even though, uh, here's the case, right? Even though her husband died and uh, her daughter died, uh, but she has a granddaughter who, okay, the granddaughter the, has a grandson. Even though the grandson is a mamzer, that's not very good, but nevertheless, it is a legitimate grandson. And therefore, this is a grandson from a kohen, and that keeps her connected to the that kohen family. And so... She, even though she's a Bat Yisrael, she can continue eating teruma. And uh, the opposite case, if she was a Bat Kohen married to a Yisrael, so she, do we say she can go back to her father's house and eat and eat teruma? No, she cannot because because she has a, a grandchild. And even though the grandchild is Mamzer, nevertheless, it is a grandchild and uh, makes her connected to the Yisrael and cannot go back uh, to her father's house, uh, Kin Oreha. And last case of this very interesting Mishnah, which uh, love these paradox, it loves these paradoxes of, uh, of fathers, um, are fathers more powerful than sons, sons more powerful than fathers. Kohen Gadol, Pamim Shehu Posel. You can have a woman whose grandson is a Kohen Gadol, and that Kohen Gadol himself causes her to be disqualified from eating Terumah. Great case. How could this happen? Kesad. You have someone who was a bat kohen. So she grew up, she grew up, she could eat terumah. Now she married Israel, she has to stop. And they have a daughter. And this daughter marries a kohen. Fine. Uh, right, she, the father is Israel, but that's okay. The kohen can marry a bat Israel. This daughter married a kohen. So the, the, their son is a kohen also. And so, as, as a Kohen, he can be Kohen Gadol. Uh, interestingly, Mishnah doesn't mention it has to be from the Kohen Gadol family, whose father and grandfather were Kohen Gadol. Sounds like any Kohen, uh, if so appointed, can be Kohen Gadol. Omed umeshamesh al and this Kohen could be active, and he's serving at the Mizbeach, machil et imo, uposel em imo. This Kohen Gadol can uh, allow his mother to eat, but not his grandmother. Here's a picture, right? We have the Bat Kohen who's married to Israel. They had a daughter. So this daughter is a Bat Kohen, so she can eat Terumah. She marries a Kohen, she can still eat Terumah. And they have a son who becomes Kohen Gadol. He's married to a Kohen. Now the men die here. So this this woman, of course she can eat Terumah, right? She, uh, her son is a Kohen. And so that's, that's totally fine. She's also a Bat Kohen, so no matter what, she can eat Terumah. But what about the grandmother? She was a Bat Kohen. So when she grew up, she was able to eat Terumah. But she married Israel, so she had to stop. Now the Israel dies, uh, but so she can, can she can, can she continue? No good because she has a daughter and even a grandson who is a kohen gadol. And account on, on account of a grandson 
who is a continued lineage that connects her to her husband, who was a Yisrael. So that's kind of ironic that her Kohen Gadol grandson is causing her to continue to be connected to her deceased husband Yisrael and therefore disqualifies her from eating Terumah. All right, fantastic case. The Zot Omeret, what will this grandmother say? He says, Let, I hope there won't be other people that will have a, a son, meaning grandson here, uh, who's a Kohen Gadol, like I have, because he disqualifies me from eating Tiruma. It's, uh, it's a great thing to eat Tiruma. First of all, you get free food, and also it's a wonderful honor and mitzvah. And so she laments the fact that she has a grandson who's a Kohen Gadol. Okay, so it's fantastic Mishnah with all kinds of paradoxes. Now, Tanena leha de tanura banan. This idea that uh, the first halacha in the Mishnah, this attempted marriage by a shoteh, are not considered um, a marriage. This is something that we know already from a braita, where we said shoteh vekatan shenasu nashim vametu. If you had any uh, shoteh or a child that uh, attempt to do a marriage, which they really can't do, and they die, their wives do not have to do chalitza or yibum because they, even if they die without children because their marriage was never actually a marriage. So we know that law about the shoteh already. So now we're quoting from the Mishnah that says if a Yisrael had, uh, had relations with a Bat Kohen, so she can continue eating Tirumah because this was outside the context of marriage. But if it turns out that she's pregnant, then she has to stop eating Tirumah. So we wonder about this. What do you mean? The whole time after they had Bi'ah, she can continue to Numa. All of a sudden she realizes she's pregnant, she has to stop. Wait, well, uh, then why does she worry from the time that they had Bi'ah that maybe she will become, she is pregnant from that and therefore she should actually stop eating Turuma from the time of Bi'ah just in case uh, she is pregnant because if she, if she is pregnant, she has to stop. Look at this parallel case from a Mishnah that we've seen before, where if you have a case of wives get that get switched, uh, they uh, one one man was uh, did kiddushin with another uh, with A and A and B man did kiddushin with uh, woman B, but at the time of the wedding, uh, when it comes time to consummate the marriage, they got the rooms got switched, and so now. They may, we're not sure if they're pregnant or not, but they may be pregnant. And so we say they both, both of them have to uh, separate from their, from both men for three months to see just in case they're pregnant. If they are pregnant, we'll know that these uh, children are mamzerim. They were engaged to one person and then, and then had be out with another person. So we want to wait. And, uh, and that way, if they are not pregnant, uh, then they, they can go back to their husbands and the future children will be fine. So you see that if there's a possibility that someone is pregnant, then they have to stop from, we have to worry about that possibility from the time of Bi'ah. So here also, she should stop eating to the ma from that time. A couple of answers. Yeah, in the case where you have to worry about lineage and mamzerut, that's a serious matter that's going to have repercussions for generations. So there, we worry more than with Tiruma, where 
uh, it'll be a sin if they uh, if she ends up being pregnant and she there was teruma and she was eating teruma, but it's uh, not as big of a sin as with mamzerut. So is that true? That we wouldn't worry in such a case. We have a brayta that someone says. So man gives a get to his wife and says, "This get will apply uh, one uh, one moment, one hour, but really one moment before I die." Um, I guess the idea is, you know, let's say he goes out to war or something, so he wants her to be divorced in uh, in case uh, they they can't find him. Uh, so in such a case, if he was a Kohen and uh, she was a Bat Yisrael and they have no children, she is not allowed to eat Tirumah at all because who knows, at any moment he may die and then retroactively from an hour before she will have had to stop, she will have had to stop eating Tirumah. So she cannot eat Tirumah at all. So you see here we worry about even uh, just a possibility of her becoming prohibited, we do worry about such a thing. So therefore, we have to modify the answer. In a case where someone is married here, like uh, this case, uh, so then uh, we do worry. Or in a case of proper marriage, uh, of uh, proper marriage here. They thought they were married, these two women. Uh, so there we have to worry. But if it's a case of extra, an extramarital bi'a, then we don't have to worry because we assume that the woman will do some form of contraception or afterwards will we'll clean herself out so, so she won't become pregnant or uh, invert herself so that uh, she won't become pregnant. So, so therefore, this case of Bat Kohen and, we, and Yisrael who are not married, we don't have to worry because she will make sure that she won't become pregnant. Well, she'll try at least. And so therefore, there's less reason to worry. Okay. Hold on. You just assume that if they are married, then we do worry about the possibility of becoming pregnant even when before we know that she is. But this is not true because look at this Braita. She grew up eating Tirumah. She marries Israel and now she has to stop eating Tirumah. But he dies. All of a sudden he dies. Um, she, what, what's uh, her law? She, they, they have, meaning they have, they on, uh, let's say on the wedding night, right? They consummate their marriage and he dies right after. Very sad for them. But what's the law about eating Tirumah? She can go to the mikveh and, uh, because she's Tameh, she go to the mikveh and she can eat Tirumah immediately, uh, that very night. Uh, so meaning she goes back to being a Bat Kohen and we don't worry about the possibility that, well, she did consummate her marriage. Maybe she's pregnant. And then if she's pregnant and has a, has a child, that child will connect her to her Yisrael husband and can uh, have to stop eating Tirumah. How come we don't worry about that? says, no, she, yes, she can eat Tirumah. Not the whole time, only until 40 days after that Bi'ah. Because either way, if it turns out she was not pregnant from that first time, so she's not pregnant, so then there's no problem. She goes back to her father's house and eats Tirumah. And even if she is pregnant, for the first, first 40 days of pregnancy, we consider the fetus as if it's mere water. Here's a picture of uh, what an embryo may look like, uh, more or less looks like at what at, uh, at one month. So 
Uh, 40 days maybe is a little bit more, so it's not actually water, but the point is we don't consider it uh, a significant uh, a being at all, and uh, therefore it's as if she's not pregnant and she can eat teruma. Once 40 days starts, then it becomes a fetus that will be significant enough to cause her to have to stop eating uh, teruma. Okay, this is actually a quite important uh, statement in the, regarding the halachot of uh, abortion law that many poskim quote, and which means that until 40 days from the time of conception, uh, it's much more lenient, not for any reason, still as a potential life, uh, but one can be more lenient regarding abortion for in certain cases before 40 days compared to after 40 days. Uh, one should note that 40 days here uh, counts from the, from the date of conception, which is different from the way doctors count it nowadays. Uh, doctors nowadays count it from the woman's last period, which would be at least uh, 10 days uh, more. So this would be in modern, in, in uh, medical parlance, uh, you know, after 50 days, in other words, after seven, seven weeks, between seven and eight weeks. Um, the rabbis consider it maya be'alma. Uh, okay, Amar le'abaye. Abaye challenges Rav Chista. Ihachi emasefa. Look at the rest of that very b'raita that we quoted above. Hukar ubara b'me'ayha temikul kelet lemafreya. If she turns out that she is pregnant, then she re- she recognizes that she she uh, uh, notices the fetus become noticeable. Then. Any uh, tiruma that she ate from the b- beforehand will uh, be will cause her ruin retroactively, uh, meaning that she will have to now pay for the tiruma that she ate plus a fine of a fifth. So you see here that Rabbi says, if you, according to Yudav Chista, you're allowed to eat a tiruma for those first forty days, but the rest of Beraita says, if she turns out to be pregnant, then she retroactively she has violated and eaten eaten tiruma. Um, and while she wasn't allowed, according to you, Rav Chista, those first 40 days are nothing, are not even considered uh, that she's pregnant. So then why would you say that retroactively she would have to pay? And the answer is, No, what does it mean that she, uh, she has to pay and she has done, uh, she has, is ruined? That only means until 40 days backwards. In other words, the first 40 days of her pregnancy, that all that tiruma that she ate, that was totally fine because the the, the pregnancy during that period is maya ba'alma. So that in that case, she was allowed to uh, eat tiruma only after 40 days. That's when the fetus actually becomes a being that is sufficient enough to cause her to be connected to her Israel deceased husband, and therefore she would need to. St- and with this conclusion, we uphold the response of Rabba Bar Rabuna that we do worry about uh, in the we we do worry in the case of Nisuin about her being pregnant uh, after uh, forty days. You have to worry about that. But in the case of Zinut, when they were not married, then we don't have to worry about that because we assume that she will take steps to prevent. The, to the, prevent herself from becoming pregnant. And uh, that explains uh, this original case. And we'll stop here. Baruch Adonai Lolam. Amen. Amen.